What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the outlet. This is my news podcast. And so, first let me promote. Um, my book is out. Y'all should definitely go get my book. Um, it's called The Coming Past, Present, Future. Where I discuss history from uh, the period of Reconstruction on up to uh, the end of President Barack Obama's uh, presidency. I decided not to go into the Trump presidency, at least uh, not yet in a way. Uh, I think uh, when I released it, his president, he, he was still president, so that's why I decided not to do his uh, presidency. But <clears throat> there's a lot to talk about in the news, man. A lot to talk about. Um, let's see, where do I start? Um, let's see, let's see. The coronavirus bill was passed. If nobody realized that, it has passed. Um, <clears throat> President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion relief plan to help Americans during the COVID pandemic has been approved in the House of Representatives. The vote was along partisans' line. <clears throat> um, two Democrats actually did join the Republicans, and the bill has been sent to the Senate. If you didn't know, the Senate is 50-50. And the vice president would be the last vote or, or the vote that would determine if it passed or not. So, yeah. Um, let me see. Cash would be extended as emergency financial aid to households, small businesses, state governments. Unemployment is close to 10% with some... <clears throat> Sorry about that. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Um, with some 10 million jobs lost in the pandemic, the vote comes in the same week. The U.S. passed 500 thousand coronavirus related deaths, the largest figure of any nation in the world. In brief remarks with the with, with the White House on Saturday, President Biden held the House approval of the plan saying he hoped it would receive quick action. Okay. Uh what else we got? President Biden has championed what he calls the American Rescue Plan as a way to help struggling Americans through COVID-19. But Republicans say the plan is unnecessarily large and stuffed with Democratic priorities unrelated to the pandemic. <clears throat> Republicans act like they didn't do the same thing, though. 
leader of the Republicans in the House, Kevin McCarthy, said Democrats are so embarrassed by all the non-COVID waste in the bill that they are jamming it through in the dead of the night. <clears throat> all right, so what's in the bill? And this is an article I'm reading uh, on BBC. Um, it is the third major U.S. spending package of the pandemic and actually not quite as big as Donald Trump's $2 trillion last March. Oh, is that so? So Donald Trump had an even bigger <clears throat> stimulus bill. The elements include a 1400 check per person, although payments pays out for higher incomes. Extending jobless benefits until the end of August to help the more than 11 million long-term unemployed parents of children under the age of 18 to get a year of monthly benefits, 70 billion to boost COVID testing and vaccinations, financial support for schools and universities to help them reopen, grants for small businesses and other targeted industries, and fun funds for local governments. So if you're a business owner, there's a chance you're going to get a grant, um, <clears throat> or you can get a grant. Uh, one of the other major elements in the increase of the minimum wage uh, from 7.25 an hour, where it has been since 2009, to $15. But on Thursday, Elizabeth uh, McDonough, the nonpartisan Senate parliamentarian who interprets its rules, said that raising the minimum wage would violate the budgetary limits allowed in this kind of measure. <clears throat> Sounds like she's working for the Republicans. Um, unemployed in the U.S., I don't know what to do. Uh, da, 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 da. <clears throat> the bill that passed in the House does still include the increase, and it remains unclear on how the issue can be resolved. The minimum wage rise remains a key Democratic goal, particularly for the party's progressive wing and some top Democrats who are considering a measure to penalize employers who pay less than $15 an hour. Now, I know that's something that a lot of more conservative Democrats don't like. Um, you know, the, the over-the-top capitalist uh, Democrats. Uh, but <clears throat> it is what it is. Republicans argue the minimum wage increase would be too heavy, a toll on firms struggling to rebuild following the COVID-19 outbreak. But if you don't do it now, though, you probably won't get another chance for a while. <clears throat> Mr. McCarthy has said the only way out of COVID is to fully reopen our economy. Okay, and what happens next is the bill is basically going to go to the Senate, which I already said, but it, that's what it says in this article. 
Democratic Vice President Carmela Harris has the deciding vote. So looks like the Democrats are in good position. All right, so that's basically all it says for this particular article. In other news, Obama, President Barack Obama says white resistance and resentment stopped him from pushing for reparations. Um, let me see. I'm going to go to this article by the Hill. It says Obama says reparations. Sorry, call the ad. Um, all right, so former President Barack Obama said earlier this week that the case for reparations for Black Americans is justified, but he added that the politics of white resistance and resentment, among other issues, made the prospect of pursuing the issue during his presidency a non-starter. But at the same time, I kind of understand where he was coming from. Plus, he was surrounded by, you know, <clears throat> white people. And... I was just simply glad that he wasn't harmed, you know. But a lot of black people are pissed off at him because he didn't bring it up. And I kind of think there's more white people that like Barack, President Barack than black people. I think it's sort of like half and half in the black community. Because um, the woke community, they kind of dislike him, but there's other blacks that, you know, love President Barack. <clears throat> and there's a lot of people saying that Barack actually isn't one of us because he's basically because he um he doesn't have uh ancestry from the descendants of slaves, basically. His dad is from he's his dad actually from Africa. <clears throat> and so that's why you will hear some people say that he isn't actually one of us. But uh, it is what it is, you know. I like Barack. Uh, let's see what he, what else he said. Former President Barack said earlier this week that the case for reparations for Black... Uh, I already read that part. So if you ask me theoretically, are reparations justified? The answer is yes. The former president said in an episode on um, he and Bruce uh, Springsteen, New Renegades, Born in the USA podcast that launched on Spotify earlier this week. There's not much question that the wealth of this country, the power of this country was built in significant part, not exclusively, maybe not even the majority of it, but a large portion of it was built on the backs of slaves, he continued. I would say pretty much all of it, but anyway. <laughs> what I saw during my presidency was the politics of white resistance and resentment. The talk of welfare queens and the talk of undeserving poor and the backlash against affirmative action, he said, adding that all of that made the prospect of actually pros uh, proposing any kind of coherent, meaningful operations program struck me as politically not only a non-starter, but <clears throat> but potentially counterproductive. Obama previously spoke about 
reparations during his 2008 presidential campaign, saying in remarks at the time that while he agreed with the underlying sentiment of recognizing the continued legacy of slavery, he had concerns about the issue. And I understand that, you know. <clears throat> Um, I fear that reparations would be an excuse for some to say we paid our debt and to avoid the much harder work of enforcing our anti-discrimination laws in employment and in housing. The much harder work of making sure that our schools are not separate and unequal. The much harder work of providing job training programs and rehabilitating young men coming out of prison every year. And the much harder work of lifting 37 million Americans of all races out of poverty, he said then, according to Washington Post. These challenges will not go away with reparations. Obama also said then, so while I applaud and agree with the underlying sentiment of recognizing the continued legacy of slavery, I would prefer to focus on the issues that will directly address these problems and building a consensus to do just that. Well, reparations, I think, would have helped black people, though. Like, I know he he was more concerned with lifting up everybody, but there the black community has just been slaughtered, and a lot of black people probably ain't gonna make it out, and so there's gonna be a lot of resentment towards President Barack. Uh, Let me finish this article real quick. Um, let me see. The case for reparations for Black Americans has picked up more traction on Capitol Hill in recent months after the country saw widespread protests against police brutality and racial inequality following the police killing of George Floyd. And there's actually been more killings since George Floyd, by the way, which is incredible to me, but yeah, it's still going on. Um, nothing has been done about it quite yet. <clears throat> There's been talk of defunding the police, but are they really going to do it? I know Denver did um, include, are they doing something with medical workers, I think? Medical health workers or social workers? I got to look that up again, but yeah. <clears throat> Okay, the next uh, paragraph says, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee reintroduced H.R. 40, a bill then Representative John uh, Conyers first filed in 1989 that sought to create a federal commission to explore reparations back in January. The bill has more than 160 co-sponsors. Senator Cory Booker also introduced a companion bill in the Senate, not long after that, has racked up 17 co-sponsors. Um, I know Representative Sheila Lee, she isn't actually a descendant of slaves, so <laughs> and a lot of people are mad because H.R. 40 is actually just a study, basically, and so a lot of Black people pissed off about that, but interesting. Um, 
Let me see where we at. Members of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties held a hearing last week to discuss the legislation, which has never been brought to the floor. Vote. <clears throat> the hearing was the first the panel had held on the issue roughly two years. Under the bill, the commission tasked with exploring reparations would examine slavery and discrimination in the country since 1619. It would also be required to make recommendations for remedies for Black Americans. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, clearing my throat. <clears> throat. Proponents for the cost to provide restitution for Black Americans for slavery say reparations could be essential to helping address inequities and continue effects of slavery, but that presidently, presently exists for the community. It also wouldn't be the first time the country has paid reparations. The U.S. previously paid reparations to Japanese Americans that were in, uh, interned during World War II. Mm hmm. So America has paid reparations out to basically a lot of people that have went to war with it. And from my understanding, black people have never went to war with America. But maybe, well, I ain't going to go there. Um, anyway, data released by the U.S. Federal Reserve Board's um, Trainal survey of consumer finances last year showed large gaps in wealth continued to persist between white, black, and Hispanic families. While the data show that all ethnic groups have seen their income grow broadly in the last past 30 years, the average wealth for black American families in particular is 50% lower than of their white counterparts. In comments to reporters earlier this month, White House uh, Press Secretary Jen Pisaki told reporters that President Biden supports the study of reparations. She also added that he continues to demonstrate his commitment to the take comprehensive action to address the systematic racism that persists today. Well, uh, actions can be actually passing reparations. Um, getting those checks out to black people are getting the cash in black people's hands, uh, descendants of slaves. It's the black people I'm pertaining to, just in case uh, blacks that are from other countries try to uh, tether to our reparations. But yeah, man, so there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, let's see where else. Um, <clears throat> California's effort to equitably vaccinate racial minorities is failing. 
Well, for one, most black people just don't trust the government, especially with these vaccines. And a lot of that has to do with the past. And from my understanding, there's actually a lot of, like, between black and white people, or um, black women and white women. For some odd reason, black women's kids or babies are dying at birth while white women um, babies are being born okay. This is something I've heard. I don't have to look it up to make sure, but I find that interesting. But then there's the Tuskegee experiments. The Tuskegee experiments were, they was experimenting on black people. Um, and that's something that black people still remember. Um, and so, and it basically was a syphilis. Uh, it was giving black people syphilis. And so black people simply just don't trust a lot of, uh, or just anybody dealing with the hospitals right now when it comes to white people. <clears throat> then a lot of people say that the vaccine was made too fast. That's really some trust issues, you could say. Um, eight, uh, eight inventors, black people should know, or eight black inventors that black people should know. That's what I should say. Um, all right, so the first one is uh, Frederick McKinley Jones, created the refrigerated trucks. Uh, let me see, who's the second one? Garrett Morgan, who invented the three light traffic light. Uh, this was done in 1923. So the traffic light you be saying? Yeah, that was invented by a black man, Garrett Morgan. Uh, let's see. Automatic elevator doors invented by Alexander Miles in 1887. Uh, what else we got? Uh, microphone, uh, co-invented by James West in 1964. Electric microphone. Uh, carbon light bulb filament invented by Lewis Lattimore in 1881. I heard they stole a lot from Lewis Lattimore though. And they try to say Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, but I heard. So they saying Louis Lattimore invented the filament of filaments, but Thomas Edison invented the light bulb itself. But from my understanding, Thomas Edison stole the, stole it from Louis Lattimore. But I'm not gonna get into that because we know. There was a lot of stealing going on, especially back then.
let's see what else we got. The color IBM PC monitor and gigahertz chip co-invented by Mark Dean, 1980 and 1999. How many did I just say then? Was that eight? Let me see. I talked about Mark Dean, I just said Mark Dean. All right, that's one. Louis Lattimore, that's two. Uh, James West is three. Uh, Alexander Miles is four. Bridget Jones is five. Garrett Morgan is six. Oh, I'm missing two. Uh, let me see. Home security system, co-invented by Mary Van Brettan Brown in 1966. Uh, So before security systems before became a fixture in homes, an African-American nurse, Mary Van Breton Brown, devised an early security unit for her own home. She spent many nights at home alone in Queens, New York, while her husband was away and felt unsafe with high rates of crime in her neighborhood. On top of that, police were unreliable and unresponsive, so she created a device that would help put her mind at ease. In 1966, Brown invented a system that used a camera that could slide into and look through four peepholes in her front door. <laughs> okay, so that's seven. And improved iron board was invented by Sarah Boone in, in 1892. So Sarah Boone. Uh, improved ironing board. The ironing board is a product that's used possibly just as much as it's overlooked. In the late 19th century, it was improved upon by Sarah Boone, an African-American woman who was born enslaved, one of the first black women in US history to receive a patent. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so. Those are the eight. Black inventors, you should know. So. And I always like to talk about the digital cell phone was created by Jesse, uh, Jesse Russell, which is a black person, by the way. Um, so 
So that's actually nine inventors I just made up. But anyway, that's enough for today. In other news, <clears throat> Bill Gates um, he says as help as helpful as innovations like electric cars, solar panels, and lithium ion batteries and plant-based burgers are to saving a plant. He doesn't think they go far enough. There isn't enough land on earth to plant enough trees to offset the world's carbon dependency. So Bill Gates is he's on this saving the environment from climate change. And I think I even seen where he was a uh, let me see can I find it. It was some that he was a uh, some with dust and the sun. Okay, found it. All right, so it says, hold on, give me a minute, give me a minute. Hold on, add. A Bill Gates venture aims to spray dust into the atmosphere to block the sun. What could go wrong? <laughs> so this is a Forbes article. Um, so Microsoft uh, billionaire founder Bill Gates is financially backing the development of sun dimming technology that would potentially reflect sunlight out of Earth's atmosphere, triggering a global cooling effect. The stratosphere spheric control uh, perturbation experiment launched by Harvard University's scientists aims to examine the solution by spraying non-toxic calcium uh, carbonate dust into the atmosphere is sun-reflecting aerosol that may offset the effects of global warming. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, widespread research into the efficiency of solar geoengineering has been stalled for years due to controversy. Opponents believe such science comes with unpredictable risks, including extreme shifts in weather patterns not dissimilar to warming trends we are already witnessing. Environmentalists similarly fear that a dramatic shift in mitigation strategy will be treated as a green light to continue emitting greenhouse gases with little to no changes in current consumption and production patterns. Um, <clears throat> they're calling it CECOPEX, and it will take a small step in its early research this June near the town of uh, Kivona, Sweden. And I probably said that first name wrong, Karuni, Karuna, um, where the Swedish Space Corporation has agreed to help launch a balloon carrying scientific equipment 12 miles high. The launch will not release any stratospheric aerosols. Rather, it will serve as a test to maneuver the balloon and examine communications and operation systems. If successful, this could be a step towards a second experimental stage that would release a small amount of CaCO3 dust 
into the atmosphere. <clears throat> yeah, this sounds like some sci-fi stuff, right? <laughs> <clears throat> I find it interesting, though. But I have heard scientists say, it's kind of already too late, what I've heard some scientists actually say when it comes to climate change. Um, I don't know. I just find it interesting. And you know, in the South, a lot of them just believe that it's not even real, you know. Uh, people in the Republican Party, you know, they just, they don't care. It's not real. The virus ain't real. Nothing is like real to them, I guess. I don't know. Um, all right, so it says David Keith, professor of applied physics and public policy at Harvard University, recognizes the very many real concerns of geoengineering. It is true that no one knows what will happen until the CACO3 is released and then studied afterwards. So no one knows what will happen until, let me read that again. So it is true that no one knows what will happen until the CACO3 is released and then studied afterward. So Keith and fellow CECOPEX scientists published a paper in 2017 suggesting that the dust may actually replenish the ozone layer by reacting with ozone destroying molecules. Further, research on this and similar methods could lead to reductions in risk and improved efficiency of solar geoengineering methods, writes the author of the paper. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, that's a little scary that they are not sure what will happen. So, but at the same time, if it's true that climate change if it's true that they're saying about climate change, I understand it, but at the same time, it's scary that you don't know what will happen if you go through it. The exact amount of CaCO3 needed to cool the planet is unknown. And CECOPEX scientists similar cannot confirm whether it's the best stratospheric aerosol for the job. Early research suggests that the substance has near ideal optical properties that would allow it to absorb far less radiation than sulfate aerosols causing significantly less stratospheric heating. This is the purpose of the experiment. Once a safe experimental amount of CaCO3 is released, the balloon will fly through it sampling uh, atmospheric reactions and recording resulting dynamics. Um, Frank Kitch, the project's principal investigator, does not know what the results might bring. Perfect aerosol would not immediately tamper with the stratospheric chemistry at all. The only thing is it would do is scatter maximum sunlight and hence cool down the planet. So, basically, they want to cool down the planet. They're trying to stop global warming. And I have noticed in the South, there's been a lot of, it's been pretty hot. <laughs> like, there's been a few days that's been, like, 
20 was more like 30 days. I think one or two nights were 20. But for the most part, it's been like 50 degrees all through winter, which is crazy. But uh, um, but uh, Texas was hit by that crazy ice storm too, all right? So, but that was like, it happened for like four days or a week or something. It was hit by that. But I think before that, it was like warm there also. So it's interesting. Um, I think the future is going to be very interesting. Um, and there's been so much damage done to the planet, some would argue, right? But who's been in control of the planet? But I'm not going to go there right now, though. Anyway, uh, the proponents of geoengineering have cited the global cooling effects of vol volcanic eruptions that result from the introduction of sulfic ash into the atmosphere. The 1850 eruption of Mount Tambora in Indonesia resulted in the year without a summer, while the 1991 eruption of Mount Pinatuba in the Philippines lowered global average temperatures by 0 0.5 degrees. Deliberate introduction of similar particles could potentially counter decades of greenhouse gas emissions. <clears throat> So sound like some people are trying to say we might need a volcanic eruption. Uh, deliberate introduction of similar particles. Uh, a report by the Intergovernmental uh, Panel on Climate Change suggested that the CCOPEX procedure could lower global temperatures by a full 1.5 Celsius for no more than 1 to 10 billion a year. But this really kind of sounds like a movie, though, man. Uh, it's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood was to make a movie out of this, right? There's this guy that wants to save the world from climate change. Um, so he decides to sprinkle dust, work with other scientists. I can definitely see this being a movie. Like, I can definitely see that. Again, these temperature uh, decreases... I'm reading the article again on Forbes. Again, these temperatures decrease bring with them serious risks. Freezing temperatures in 1815 led to failed crops and near famine conditions. Uh-oh. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> um, but British scientists have cited stratospheric aerosols from volcanic eruptions in Alaska and Mexico as the potential cause of drought in Africa's Sahel region. Major disruptions of global climate could bring unintended consequences, negatively impacting highly populated regions and engineering another refugee crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. David Keith has proposed the creation of a risk pool to compensate smaller nations for collateral damage caused by such tests, but such a payment might be little comfort to those displaced by unlivable conditions. The United States, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia blocked a 2019 United Nations assessment of global geoengineering plans. International cooperation will be required to access the risk winners and losers of any such experiment and how best to proceed with all in mind. But say, I know they have the ability to clone 
food. I know they had ability to uh, create food through 3D printing. So there's other ways to create food, but like, I don't know. Okay, so food made from 3D printing, does it have the same nutrients? Um, does it really taste the same? I never actually tasted food from 3D printing. Um, so I would have questions if we was to do it that way, but I just find it all interesting. Considering the unknown risks attached to solar geoengineering, AECD members should continue in their efforts to develop economically attractive renewable energy technology, even as it supplements such efforts with limited and careful research and experimentation. Uh-huh. All right. So that was Bill Gates talking about uh, pitting dust particles into the atmosphere to block the sun. I find it interesting, right? Um, that's definitely something that sounds like a movie, really, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, so now let me go back to this uh, Wall Street Journal article. The key point in my book is that serious climate plan which we don't have yet, involves counting in your head all the different sources of emissions. Gates tells Wall Street Journal Mad about his latest book, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster, which published this month. This reckoning has to go agricultural, has to go beyond agricultural and electricity to encompass all carbon spooling processes, transportation, concrete, and steel production, so that green alternatives can be developed. During an interview a few days after the Capitol riot on January the 6th, a day he spent glued to the television even as the congressional vote counted continued well into the night. Gates say we are already on the cups of a revolution. Climate change, he notes, went nearly unmentioned in 2016 presidential debates. By the 2020 primaries after Greta Thunberg has chastised baby boomers for fiddling as frog and bee populations collapsed. Democrats were fighting over who would spend the most to fix the problem. We got innovation on climate agenda. Gates says, next United Nations Climate Change Conference is coming this November in Scotland in Glasgow will do even better. All right, so that's all the news I have on Bill Gates for today. Interesting, I would say, very interesting. Uh, let me see, what's today? In other news, um, NASA renames DC headquarters for Hidden Figure Scientists. If you didn't know, they uh, created a movie about uh, 
I think these it was these women, female women. I think they were sort of like being used as supercomputers almost. Um, it was like mathematicians and stuff. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, a lot of people say that hitting figures was based off of hitting colors, or at least that's where they got the name from. Um, and hidden colors is by Tariq, by the way. Uh, Tariq Nasheed. Uh, let me see. So NASA announced its decision last year to rename the space agency's Washington, D.C. headquarters in Mary Jackson's honor. Jackson, who worked at NASA for 34 years, was NASA's first African-American female engineer and one of the barriers breaking inspirations for the book Hidden Figures. Jackson died in 2005 at the age of 83. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot that we don't know about our past, I think you could say. But I think all will be revealed soon, sooner than later. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Well, that is all I got for you. Um, uh, let me see. Oh. I want to go over a few African-American inventors, uh, people who invented the first automobile, right? Was, uh, was it Fred Patterson? Let me uh, check real quick. Yeah, Frederick Patterson. Uh, and then Ford came after him, from my understanding. But yeah, uh, who else we got? Oh, the first guy, let me see, let me make sure it is before I say this. Uh, Give me a minute, give me a minute. Uh, I'm trying to make sure something real quick. Okay, so I I do not see it right now. 
Hmm. Don't see what I was looking for. But anyway, I've been on here for too long and I gotta go. So I will talk to y'all later and we will finish this discussion at a later time. So see y'all on the next episode. Peace.